Hello and welcome to Smile Diaries. I am Dr. Gita Harb. I'm so honored to bring on this guest today. He actually flew all the way from Cancun, Mexico to sit down today and chat with me. He's the owner and founder of Simplaris Inc., which is a company that helps scale other companies. Today, there was tears on the show. We talked about failures and how he overcame all his failures to rebuild his businesses, which he had lost. He talked about being in the entrepreneur organization and helping other entrepreneurs grow their businesses. He has so much passion to helping other people and he's just an amazing human being. You don't want to miss this episode, so please join me. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Smile Diaries. I am so honored to have my next guest here. He is the owner of Simplaris. It's a company that manages billions of dollars yearly. He flew in all the way from Cancun, Mexico to be here today and uh, meet Troy Hoffman. Hi, Troy. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad, glad to be here. How was your flight into OC? <laughs> I do it so often that I love it. I know, that's I can great. work on the plane. It's yeah, great. It's a five-hour flight. It's pretty much. Have you been doing the straight flight from you know Cancun right to LAX or the yeah. Cancun, Phoenix to Santa Ana flight? Oh, I love so. that. Yeah, they're easy. We finally went to uh, Mayacoba. We, we oh, go to Cabo Mayacobas. a lot, but we finally did Mayacoba during so Christmas. Pretty. And they have the little and boats they drive you around on. Yeah, the little taxi boats. <laughs> yes. and it's all, But it rained the whole time. Oh, I'm so, so sad it kind of, I know. But the hotel was amazing in the resort. It's so beautiful there. Very amazing. Yeah, yeah, we stayed at a banyan tree yeah. and it was just like banyan that whole little, yeah. Well, thank you for coming and flying out here. Um, so Troy and I met during um, Tim Grover um, retreat a few weeks back. It was such an amazing retreat. It was so good. And um, you were on stage speaking. And I literally, you put me like in tears. I was crying when you were on stage because, you, know, you you know, you stood there and you told your story about you know, building these amazing companies and, you know, failures and how you just kind of like rose from the ashes. And so, um, so I want to talk about all that because you were amazing on stage and I was really, really impressed. And, um, but I want to start off first by, I want to know where did you grow up and how did you grow up and how did you end up um, here and you're lived in Newport as well. So to give us a little history. So one thing I did like when I met you and your husband, which are amazing, right? Uh, your background and hearing mm -hmm. how you grew up and your background story was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. And I think that's why I think this show is going to be so incredibly successful. Like I don't, if people just meet you without knowing who you are, the level of depth and the level of excellence that you operate in and just hearing your whole story of where you started to where you're at today and what the journey you've gone through is incredible you're just not another person building another podcast which this is what i love about what, what you're Thank doing you. and who you are and i think that's why this show is going to be so amazingly impactful i hope the, so. the genuineness and i think the more your story keeps coming out the more impactful it is because i think our pain is what you know produces our ability to you know impact people's lives 100%. right and we start teaching what we what we the pain we went through right yes. And so my pain was, you know, normal growing up, just trying to build businesses. Parents didn't have any money, they were trying to build their business. Mm -hmm. So you go out and hustle and make money, basically, right? right? And then 
you know, the first business I tried starting was on 1819. It was like a, you know, a Christian clothing company, kind of like the, the girl that was just here. Uh -huh. And we did shirts and then we did uh, surfing and skating line. And then we got into doing something called Value Web, creating Value Web, which was this like, you know, a design company. And we kind of, kind of stuck our neck out and started doing all these contracts. And we had terrible, we had no legal, we had nothing. Mm -hmm. And long story short, clients didn't pay, you know, the whole thing, I kind of bankrupt the whole thing. I didn't have any mentorship. That was anything mm -hmm. good. And, and I'm not blasting what was there, but there was nothing at the time like there is today. And, and, and the higher the quality of the mentorship there you can get access to, the better you can have your eyes exposed to something new and something Absolutely. different. So I basically went bankrupt and I was like, okay, I gotta learn how to run companies. So from 18 to 23, we built all these companies. Uh, we had these two things, one was called Encounter Productions, the other one was called Value Web. And then we tried doing other things, mm -hmm. but that failure is kind of why I like I'm doing today what I'm doing because I think the more legit entrepreneurs that after you kind of go through this process, you come back and help and I think there's a, uh, you want to, yeah. but not a lot of the legit entrepreneurs want to be on these shows and on these, writing these books and everything because they're like, hey, I made my money, I'm tapping out. This is like a whole other I'm job. Done. Right. I'm done, like there's a guy that, you know, I use this example, he sold a marine business for 80 million. Well, wow. like I have a good friend that's trying to build something in the marine industry right now. When I told him to put the two of them together, his eyes lit up. But to get him on a podcast, or have mm -hmm. him write a book, or have mm -hmm. him do online marketing or social media, he would not do not that happening. at all. And there's a lot of people, entrepreneurs like that. So it's, we're actually finding those people and helping them come and help the next generation of entrepreneurs so they can have mentorship so they don't fail. Right. So when I put those companies through bankruptcy at 23, and that was like devastating. I had to go move back in with my family, go move back in with my parents and like pick up a job waiting tables. And I was so terrible at it oh, that I actually couldn't even carry the tray at first oh, and no. food like crashed in a fine dining place. And I'm like, oh, and this is horrible. That? Was that? that was actually in Florida. Oh, that was in Florida. So okay. I went to college yeah. over there. And you grew up in Florida? Grew up in Florida. Okay. Open a day spa because I went to massage school when I was 17. <laughs> and and I opened a day, I say day spa, not a massage right, business because everyone's right. like, What are you doing over there? Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 that wasn't that. It sounds better. Sounds too. better, it right? Sounds more legit. <laughs> it sounds way more legit. So we did that and I sold that. Okay. And then I moved out here to start the next company. And that's right when I told you, I was like, I actually waited tables on the Real Housewives of OC right. at a yep. place called Troquet, is where we were building so the first company. So you actually really did that. I thought I you did. were kidding for no, a second. I did. Okay. 100%. What was her name? Uh, I can't remember the, the blonde lady at the insurance company. Oh, um, uh, Vicky. Vicky. Vicky, yes. I was her so, waiter oh, and some kidding. other people, and like oh I legitimately gosh. was people's waiters. Yeah, that I, is really. Funny. Was there bartender waiters at like to, like this fine dining restaurant here in That's Orange County? Crazy. But how did you end up moving from Florida to Newport Beach? I had a really good friend. I grew up skateboarding and surfing with okay. that was living out here. Yeah. Bounced a check. Oh, no. Got a job with this guy that he met somehow for someone that, that was in this like bounce check writing class or something, I don't even remember. <laughs> he introduced the two of us, I flew out and I helped him start this business, Got you it. know, in this specific industry. So mm -hmm. I flew out to help start this company, but there wasn't a whole lot of money to go around. That's why yeah. I picked up waiting tables again, because wow. it's so easy to make money. And yeah. I call it, even when I'm working with entrepreneurs and they want to go to this next dream thing, I was like, well, what's your waiting table job sometime Mm -hmm. in between building the dream life mm -hmm. and on the process of getting there. Yeah, just you know, like becoming an actor, they, they all have to start waiting yeah, tables first. Amazing, right? <laughs> so, I loved it, it was fun. Yes. Oh, that's great. And so you ended up in Newport Beach. Ended up and, in Newport. And um, you started kind of your own company here. 
Yeah, we then uh, didn't work out with the other with the mm-hmm. other company. You know, like uh, we did, we were really successful. We grew really fast, but it didn't work out. You know, staying there with the owner, he wanted to keep going his direction. I went mine, so we went our separate ways. And I started the other, you know, this company called Simplaris. Okay. And it, and you know, within four years, we were on the Inc. 500 list for fastest growing companies in America, number wow. 171. And we probably, if we would have known how to gamify it better, yeah. the numbers, we probably could have made it up higher on the list, but we were right. just happy to be on it. Well, that's amazing, the yeah. fact that you were there. It was super so. fun, and it was a great journey, right? Mm-hmm. It was an awesome experience. We had an yeah. amazing team of people we worked with. I mean, it was just this incredible opportunity to build something cool and mm-hmm. And how and old were it. you at that time? So we made the Inc. 500 when I was 30, it was like 35. Five oh, or thirty-four, okay. th- like thirty-four, thirty-five. Right. So okay. And so. Um, and was, how big was your company? At how many employees did you like, have? I don't know. At the time, we maybe had like fifty or something mm-hmm. at that time. Okay, that's good size. And yeah. and it was it was just a neat thing. But at the same time, because I had just built two companies that were super fast growing back to back over that eight year span, basically, mm-hmm. I was burnt out. Yeah. And that's where you were asking, like, well, what's that failure look like? What's that thing look like? Why does why do people need mentors? Why do they need right. people? True entrepreneurs have actually built something, not these not a lot of people selling hype and BS, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. there's all these nuances that you learn when you build all these things because of all the pain you go through. And yeah. your pain discovers your path, basically. Right. It opens up this path to where you should go next. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, when you and I were talking, is like, that's where, like, I crashed physically. I was up to almost 300 pounds. I was burnt out. And that's just, when your company was doing really, really well. Really, really well. So you were, you gained, you gained weight. Because you you're burnt, working so right, much. Yeah. Like, you're not you running two yourself. hours a day running. You right. know, you're not doing anything. You're just right. trying to work and trying to figure it out. And there's, and you don't have a lot of answers. Yeah. That's how I discovered the group I was telling you about, entrepreneurs organization yeah. mm-hmm. that we spoke mm-hmm. at and yes. that's and that's where you guys are joining right. that's where we were yeah because of, you need legit entrepreneurs you need people are just tell me the truth mm-hmm. like what what are you mm-hmm. going through what what are your numbers what is your problems like not these people that are talking about all this hype and like right. oh you know, they're I'm trying doing to, great and I'm doing amazing. Yeah, and that's like it. seriously, what are your numbers? What do you yeah. pay yourself? Is it W two? Right. Are you running expenses through yeah. the company? Like, like give all, me the dirt. Give me yeah, the like, dirt. Yeah, like I need another reality. Like right. how do you how do you run your schedule? Yeah. That's what I loved about EO is the everyone either comes in extremely cocky yeah. or extremely broken after and a few all, years. Mm-hmm. They all level out to like the same level, right. and this it's a connection. It's a truth, and it's a worldwide truth of legit people helping legit people mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. so yeah it's just a bunch of people that wanting to do good too and really getting together to do that so that's great that's it and how long have you been in the eo how many years now it's been um my <laughs> my my buddy ricardo started taking me i met this guy ricardo yeah uh and ricardo convinced me to go to these events but i didn't join for like two years oh okay so you i'm were, like i didn't really like yeah. it was fun but i didn't really yeah. understand it yeah I wish I would have joined sooner. Right. I wish I would have joined entrepreneur groups sooner. I wish I would have like seized the opportunity for the mentor sooner, yeah. but I didn't really, I couldn't see it. Yeah, and it, it, it takes a while for you to realize that you need that because mm-hmm. I mean, like we've had our office for years and years and you know, our business and we've been entrepreneurs, but you don't, you don't think about these things. You don't think that you need a mentor and someone to help you and someone mm-hmm. to guide you and someone to be there. Um, and until it really hits you, then you like now that we've gone to the EO and now I'm realizing like, oh my God, like it's really nice to have somebody have your back and show you how to do things and someone that's failed 
and can tell you don't do this because you will fail. It's, it's really nice having that. So, but just when you start a business and you're working, you, these things don't cross your mind. You know, if, I mean, who? Your survival what, what is the percentage of? Scarcity mode. It is, yeah. What's the percentage of entrepreneurs that have mentors? I mean, it's very small. You know what, someone just actually came up with this. I forget who it was. I think it was yeah. like uh, one of the, like Success Magazine had it. It was mm-hmm. only like 14% of like yeah. entrepreneurs actually end up actually getting mentors. Right. And I think another study that someone said is like 85% of like people's success, one of the things they said of like all these entrepreneurs they interviewed, like yeah. why are they have, why were they so successful? They said they had great mentors mm-hmm. or great, they were part of coaching great groups and coaching and consultants and yeah, kind of and the and words someone, interchangeable mm-hmm. almost. So. And having someone on your level or even higher is nice to keep pushing you to do better things as well. So it's or, or it's just different. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if it's about even higher. It's like, like I I mean we're we're just different skill sets. Right. Right. Like I don't know how to like you know we were talking yeah. about teeth right. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I literally wouldn't even know where to begin. Someone came up with a with a chip right. tooth. Well, what do I do? How <laughs> do I? Like you're talking about your yeah. company, and I have I had and I yes. and I told you this earlier. I'm like, I have no idea uh, how how this whole thing works, and it's true. Different people bring in different skills into it. And you so. need these people because they they add to your life, and you can't be good at everything. Mm-mm. You've got to figure out like what your gifting is. What right. what is your talent? What is that thing that makes you special? What is that? whatever that unique skill set is, like mm-hmm. when you tap into that, and that's where, you know, lately I've been trying to just get people to take white space time mm-hmm. to just to find their, whatever that is for them. What is their true north? Who mm-hmm. are they? And that's like one of the things we're actually doing with entrepreneurs is mm-hmm. help them discover that you don't have to be this other person or any, all these other people are great at everything. You just have to figure out what is you. What, what is, yeah. Who are you, right? Know mm-hmm. thyself, number one, and number mm-hmm. two, what is your true north? Like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. And most people don't know that. I mean, we're we're kind of programmed in a way to also just get up, mm-hmm. you know, get ready, go to work, come home, we're exhausted, and that's it. And we just follow this path every single day. And it really sometimes takes either failure or, you know, losing a job or, uh, you know, to have that time to really concentrate and focus on who am I? What do I really want to do? And and sometimes that's why people fail. I think it because if you do have a job that's eight to five every day and you're doing the same thing every single day, you don't have time to think. You don't have time to really sort of process things and say, you know, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Where am I going? What what's my true calling and stuff? So so I totally get it. And it's it's kind of nice to have someone mentoring you and being there for you. So yes. that's great. So tell me a little bit about um, I want to dig a little deeper into your failure. So when you were on stage at the EO conference, um, Relentless, um, you re- I was really in tears when you were talking about you know, how you failed and um, you, know, you were living in an apartment and all of that. And what motivated you to get back up and, and you know, pull yourself together? And to tell us a little bit about that period of time in your life. So on that piece, I don't know if I ever thought in my mind there was a stopping. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think there was a part, like, and I was just telling this yesterday, I was working with somebody, I forget where, but we we're talking, oh, this, I don't know if you know a guy named, by the name of Scott Duffy yet. Not he's a local Newport guy. He's amazing if you get him on your show. Familiar, but he's, he's an incredible individual. He sold one of his companies to Richard Branson. <laughs> mm. So he, he's just this dynamic individual. Right. And okay. I'm working with um, his, his girlfriend now. 
right? And I was telling her the story because I've only met her like in passing, right? Because like he, he's he's been there for me, like when things were like the worst, like and also uh, breaking during different breakups. Like he's like Troy, this is not the right girl for you. Uh huh. Like he's uh-huh. been there a few, like twice actually with the relationship side. Yeah. Just being like authentic, and he's like Troy, this is just not the right girl. Just it's okay, let her go. You know, it's okay. The right thing will come, right. and that's just you. When you meet Scott, you'll know. You'll see the magic. Uh-huh. He's one of those magical humans, right? Okay. It's just I gotta just, meet him. Yeah, you would love him. I think you guys would love him. And you know, I'm with his girlfriend, and I'm telling her the story yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm so loyal to Scott, like beyond belief, right? Uh, like literally, I was broke. Like the company we grew so fast that you know, when we start a job, till we get paid, it could be six to twelve months. Mm-hmm. to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we were, we'd grown so fast that we grew faster than we actually had cash to keep supporting the growth. Wow. And so what happened was we were at, we literally, I mean, it was like 30 days out and I'm like, okay, this is like $1.8 million in the red. This is years ago, like over a decade ago now. And it was like, I was like, I don't know if I can keep this thing going. Like, cause it was like literally like, how am I gonna pay my bills? How am I gonna do anything? I got no cash left, we were paying all the bills. We also had like some errors that people made in the company and we screwed up some jobs and we had to pay some cash out to pay for these and it was just like, wow. it, it's just your, it's just literally was piling up. Like one error cost us like $386,000. Another error is like 187, another one was 60,000, another one was 40 and you're like, holy God, how can I? And it just all collapsed on you. Yeah, and you're, and you're sitting there and I was like, Scott, like, and I met Scott and like, it was the beginning of really getting mentors in. Like we didn't really have a lot of like coaches, mentors and, and Scott's like, oh, it's like, I don't know, he said like $5,000 or something for the day or, mm-hmm. or for four hours. And I was like, Scott, how, I got $1,287 left to my name. Wow, that's crazy. And I was like, Scott, what can you do? And he's like, just come by the office, let's work on it. So we sat on this board and whiteboarded on this whiteboard. And he's like, here's what you have to do. Here's what people are gonna have to lay off. Wow, that's hard. Oh, see, I'm gonna start crying now. <laughs> people were crying as mm-hmm. they were being let go. Wow, that's hard. Yeah, and, and I- It's and, hard to walk in an office and, and we, had, and we did that, that twice, we had to go oh through. Oh my gosh, that's awful. And. I wish I would have known now what I known then, but I yeah. had to go through that pain. Right. Or I wouldn't be here today. Right. If you're like, oh, who needs help? Forget that. Because sometimes if it comes too easy, you don't care about going back to help yeah. others. Yeah. And I think like if I would have had the right mentors then, if I would have read the right books, if someone would gave me a different perspective on entrepreneurship. I mean, right. think about all those lives I screwed up. Like, I feel like even now, I go to people and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry for being uh, such I, a bad leader. I see leader. the pain. I mean, you're crying yeah. about it still yeah, years like, later. So that must have hurt to walk crazy. in and just tell everyone, hey, tell people, you don't sorry, have a job. I don't have the money to pay you. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those people are able to hire back on later right. on in life and that are still part of the company. Right. But you just feel like it's such a crappy leader. Yeah. Because to go to these higher levels, you're taking larger and larger risks. Right. And I think that's part of the thing is like different entrepreneurs get stuck at different things. It's like, okay, well, let's look at your business. Where are you stuck? Because for me, it was growth and you know, you had more bodies. For you, it may be the amount of time you have doing the amount of dental practice, you know, where there's only so many people's teeth you can actually fix and make look beautiful till you're and then you don't have time for the husband, then you don't have time Mm -hmm. for the kids, and then you're you don't have time to work out, and then your life kind of slowly starts Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then you feel like stuck in this, again, like we were talking about it, Yo is like this palace that you built becomes your prison. Right. And this treadmill that you built for yourself that gives you this amazing life now becomes what was your dream becomes your prison. Your prison, yeah. Because you, you accomplish everything you want, but you're still not happy. You're mm-hmm. still not there. So that's hard. I mean, and, and keeping up, you know, getting to, a, to be successful and getting to a point is hard. But once you get there, people think it's, it's easy. It's just easy sailing, but it's not. It's, it's constant work. It's constant effort. It's constant time. It's constant struggle um, to keep it up. So it's, it's not sort of like you just got somewhere and that's it, I'm, I'm there, I made it. And you know now it's easy and it's smooth sailing. So that's hard. So it must have been a hard journey for you. So I think that's what people don't get. Right. They're always like, they're gonna end up at some point where you're on some island by yeah. yourself. And, and I actually had that opportunity mm-hmm. where like I, wasn't, I didn't have to go in the office anymore. Yeah. where I learned enough things to get the company to a point where there's a, an executive team that is far better than I, like 10X better than mm-hmm. I now, who are running the company and scaling it on their own. They all have their own specialty, their own right. massive superpowers. I mean, literally the best of the best in the, in, the, in the country right now are at our company working right now in all aspects, from, the, from mm-hmm. running it to doing sales to mm-hmm. operations people. They are literally world class individuals, intelligence, their attorneys, their CPAs, like that level right. of companies they were running, uh, they're super high level, so I literally have nothing to do with that company anymore, barely, yeah. besides, and I'm just the founder, and I sign a few things, because I, you know, the majority control mm-hmm. over everything, right? But they're doing it all. And so when I was, I literally had the, the, that gift given, which people always tell you in the books, like, when you're reading something, you're like, okay, what would you do if you had all the time and all the money in the world, what would you do next? Right. And I don't think people prepare entrepreneurs for that moment, because so few actually get there. Like, what do you do after you exit? There mm-hmm. almost needs to be like after the exit preparation for right. owners. And no one's talking about that, because most people are just trying to get a business off the ground, then they're trying to get the business running, then they're trying to figure out how to get the business to be sold. Mm-hmm. And by the time they're trying to get the business to be sold, one, there aren't a lot of people that are legitimately helping people literally exit plan, number one. Number two, tax preparation. Like so many owners are selling out and not doing any tax preparation on this. And there is a lot of ways to help people. And then after that, they have nothing to do. And they're like Mm -hmm. depressed and sad and they're like scrambling. And there's no one, there's not a lot of people having this conversation about what should people do after that. And so that's where we're trying to help entrepreneurs now have the whole life cycle, this whole business architecture thing, mm-hmm. and start getting legit entrepreneurs to help other legit entrepreneurs to think from starting to end, what does this look like? It's a different conversation. And when you start looking at your business and your life, going, okay, how do I want my kids to grow up? Where do I want my time to go? You know, what, how do I live your lifestyle? You know, and think about how many people want to live you and your husband's lifestyle. Right. You guys are traveling all over the world. You're taking these kids on these amazing trips mm-hmm. that you didn't even have growing up. Right. That right. you manifested from scratch. Right. True. How many people are doing that? That's why I think it's amazing that you're doing this show because you're gonna little bits of you. Uh, like, and I, I mean, literally watching you and your husband was amazing. Thank like you. Like you guys are an incredible Thank couple. Thank you so much. And and just everything about you guys is so high level, and yet you still say, "Oh, I want to go back." 
and I want to share everything I've learned with all these people, right? right. And and it's not hype with you guys. It's like a legitimate, like grounded thing that I think truly lives are going to be changed because of what you're it. doing. You know, I appreciate so. it. It's it's honestly about. Um, and my dad used to tell me that when we were kids, it's no matter where t- life takes you, you always have to stay humble and you always have to help people. And he was one of those guys where he was very successful, but he, his true passion was helping people. Mm. And so, and I think that's where I kind of get it from and why really I'm doing this podcast is to just, you know, let people know what it takes and their journeys and, you know, have them get inspired and motivated. And I think that's, that's just awesome. So, um, and you're such a hype person too. I love that. <laughs> you're hyping me up. <laughs> so, um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, when you were in that period of time and you, you gained a lot of weight and, you know, you were not feeling that great. How did you, did, did you do one day you just got up and you said, I'm just going to get this company back or I'm going to, or was it kind of a gradual sort of, how did that happen? Tell me a little exact details about what pushed you to get back on your feet. So I don't know if it was push as much as just like survival, right? And you're also like, I'm not giving up. Right. Like I think anyone that makes it, they always have that like, I'm not giving up. Yeah. But also you have things you have to learn. Right. And like I think that pain like made me, okay, you doubled down on, you know, what what systems do I need to build? Yeah. What processes do I need to build? What mentors do I need? Who who do I need to attract in my life to learn something to move things forward? And I got and I and they then and then once you go like this and, and take the mud out of you your realize. eyes, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, there's all these people that actually can help me. Can help you, yeah. You, and there and there's so many people willing to help others. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It's out there. Like people right. do not need to be alone. Yeah, they they don't need to be sad. There's just tons of people that are willing to help other people, and yeah, you're gonna have to spend the money sometimes. Yeah, and you're gonna have to invest the time, and you're gonna right. have to like actually apply this stuff. But I think that's where you learn each one of those pain points. You're gonna keep experiencing over and over again until you build the systems, the processes, the procedures, and the right people in the right seats at the right time. And and it becomes, it really does become, it really is about business even though it's personal. And you really have to build the right machine for your mm-hmm. life to operate in. Mm-hmm. And I think learning those little specifics, like why is it so critical to spend and invest the time on this? How do you invest the money that as it comes in on these areas to get the company to someplace else? where you can be free or keep growing it or sell it one day. Right. And it goes back to number one is like, what do you want? What is that dream you want? Because there's some entrepreneurs that even after the company sell, they want an office in the building to still go to work nine to five, you know, five days a Mm -hmm. week and they don't want to go anywhere else. So, and you, the more coaching I've done, which is fascinating. And I ask like, well, what do you want? Where do you want to go? It's vastly different. Right. I mean, Everybody there are so many people things. that want something different. Like, I mean, right now, even the owner of the studio, there's so many people that would love just to build a studio like this and run this every day right. of their lives. I mean, literally, they'd be like, oh, it'd be great. So what was, speaking of, um, you know, everyone needs to figure out what they want. What did you want to do? Where did you want to be after you built your company? What was your dream? Did you just want to go live on an island and, and just be happy forever? Or where, where did you want to be? You know what, I don't know if I even had the, like 
I only had one person ask me, well, what are you gonna do after you're not mm-hmm. working full-time in your company? Right. This lady, Summer, if you ever get to meet her too, she's amazing. Uh-huh. She helps recruit and find executives for your company, CEOs and everything. She's mm-hmm. here local. She built her own boutique yeah, recruitment, recruiting company. I think she sold it out to a larger company amazing. and Summer's amazing. Mm-hmm. But she was literally the only person to ask me, well, what are you gonna do next? And it was like a very casual thing. And then another time she's like, Trey, you might wanna consider what you're gonna do next. And I never really, I didn't even listen to her. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden you have this freedom and you're like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do with my time? Because mm-hmm. when you're not supposed to be at a meeting on Monday morning, when Where you're not you supposed go? to be, you don't, you don't go anywhere. And if you don't know how to fill it intentionally, like it can be bad. So tell right? us a little bit about what, what are you doing? So, so now that you have this company and it's doing great and amazing, um, what do you have? What do you do with your time? I know you're in Cancun, right? So we. So I. I Tell I, us a little I, bit about I, your I, life adventures. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't love you know. On like so, I was dating a lot, okay. and I don't know if you've. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the dating scene here. Oh, I. It's yeah. very fascinating. Yeah. And so I was dating a lot. Newport I was Beach single is again. Very interesting place to be dating. Yes, <laughs> and I was single and um, and I was dating like a lot again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I met this girl that was like. Like in like 2019, we started dating again. We tried mm-hmm. again in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then we started dating again in July of 2020. This was like COVID. During COVID. COVID years. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I don't know. Also, we started dating this like the third time around. And she's and we just kind of hung out for a month or so as this whole transitioning's happening. And then she's like, I'm going to Turkey. Do you want to meet me in Turkey? And I was like, Sure, why not? I can go. I'm like, I'm free, kind of. Let's go meet you in Turkey. So okay. we we cruised all of Turkey, saw all these old ruins, Gobekli Tepe, which is like, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 years old wow. ruins and these ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. And then kind of drove around. And then we then I, then I we kind of went our separate ways. And I was kind of living in Florida trying to figure out like what's next. And she's like, well, let's see if we can work this relationship out. Mm-hmm. So she came to Mexico. Oh, and we started dating in Mexico. Okay, and more with and with the kids, and yeah, and so we started living in all inclusive resorts, which is true. And we were kind of dating and trying to see like, should we get married? And, like, decide, and we're like, yeah, let's just do it. Oh my it gosh, just felt, that's interesting. It felt right. It was almost like God of the universe said, okay, you're you're free to open up the next area of your life. Right. And I think that's one thing people don't trust is that process. Yeah. Like when people say you got to clean out your old clothes to attract new clothes, like your one of your next guests is like this stylist. I'm sure she'll have some quote about that. Oh yeah, somewhere. But it happens. Like and actually that the stylist you're going on, yeah. she trained my stylist, <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know I even even have a actually. stylist. Actually, I never thought I'd be the guy to say. <laughs> but I'm a terrible shopper. I would look I would oh, look homeless if it wasn't for her. Oh probably. my god, yeah, no, you look crazy. great. But I remember when we were in uh, a rancher mirage and, and Palm Desert. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came out, and and you were telling you were telling me like, oh my god, this lady styled me. And she's like, oh my god, I taught her how yeah. to style. So it was it was funny how the world bought, is so small. She bought me these great jackets and told me to wear yeah. these shirts and the quality shirts. And at first, I felt awkward wearing it, but it was <laughs> it's, they're, great. they're great. Yeah, they're great. amazing. And she's was, amazing, and she just knew yeah. what to do when to do it. Yeah. So this world just opened up for me, and right. then, and then we seized it. Like we at first, I didn't know how to use the time. I really, I really wish someone would have been there to ask me. And I texted this one guy, right? If, if you get a chance to uh, buy a book, anybody out there, there's a guy named Scott Fritz. He's got the 40-hour work year. Uh-huh. It's how to work in your business only 40 hours a year and, 
and not working it the rest of the time, I think right? I've heard of the bug. So okay. he was he was like a coach for us, and he would come in and coach us. But so I'm actually like surfing the whole West Coast uh-huh. of Mexico. For like three months, we traveled driving all through Mexico, that's a, that's looking a all hard over. Life. It was terrible. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> and we're literally at this beach where nobody's at. Mm-hmm. Like we're just staying in this place and surfing these spots where it's like us and maybe one or two other people, and that's it. They're like, and these perfect waves, perfect lefts, perfect rights, right? We're in Orange County, right? <laughs> so yeah. everyone surfs. Right. And, and, I'm, and I'm literally there going, man, what am I gonna do next with my life? And I texted him, I was like, Scott, like, man, what, what should I do next? And he just wrote back, great problem to have. I was <laughs> exactly. like, that's it, that's all you got for me? And, that's a wonderful problem to have. But it is, because it gives you that question again, mm-hmm. what would you do next? And that's where right. you go deep. Yes. And you have that white space time to say, okay, truth, 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 what do I want? What do I want to manifest next? What am I truly passionate about? What do I, what do I want to give my time, my money, my resources, my my talents to next? Like, what do I, who do I want to serve? How do I want to impact lives? Like, what does that look like for me? And when you get to actually answer that, everything else starts falling in line. Yeah. And then when you go back to that that true north, right? And I think that's the true north is like, what do you really care about? Well, for me, it was like helping other entrepreneurs, building other businesses, not for the money, but just because you can impact those lives because everybody has to work unless they're independently wealthy and their right. parents are super rich or something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those people, but I didn't grow up in that world. So I saw the pain most entrepreneurs go through. I saw, well, my dad struggled, my dad's friends, my friend's dads, right? All my friends that were in EO at different times, the the marriage pressure when the companies are bad, the the, the how do you deal with like between kids and wife and, and and the company or between the husband and the kids and the company and like all these different dynamics and and the more that you can be in these conversations at that level with these people and be in the heart of these conversations, think about all the pain and all the suffering and all the problems that are created mm-hmm. that you can help ease by giving the right information at the right time in the right moment to the right person. And then oh, how are they gonna help impact lives? They're gonna build better companies, better jobs, actually impact, and could the entrepreneur community can actually impact you know, the way this country is running, countries around the world. And imagine if more people live yeah. this freedom lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They are, even if you're working at a, at a, in a company, it's still great because we need great companies we need great people we need people that can actually keep freedom alive in this world and I believe that entrepreneurship is probably that that key for keeping freedom alive so everyone knows that hey if I go to work tomorrow and work my ass off I can create something and impact my family's life right which is going to make for a better world and then people kind of play well together. Right. You're not gonna see all this right. suffering and all this famine and all these problems and all these, I mean, go go drive around, I mean, even parts of America. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Well, there's not that many people like you, Troy, that wanna help everybody, so not everyone's like that, but it's nice to have that group of people behind you and supporting you, so. You're amazing. Um, and tell me a little bit, I know you wanted, you've, you've had some, I wanna kinda get off the subject of entrepreneurship here and talk a little bit about what's going on with your food allergies. I know you wanna oh. talk about that a little bit. <laughs> tell so me a little bit about this that. This is my latest passion. <laughs> like if, so, you're, if you're in my world, my friends are gonna so, be laughing right so, now. <laughs> so now that you, you've mastered this entrepreneurship and stuff, I feel like you're worried about this food allergy situation. So, so tell me a little so bit about that. So I don't know how bad food can impact people's lives. Yeah. Right. 
from from different skin diseases people right. have to stomach problems to weight. Man, the number Food of people. Food is everything. And I'm not selling anything to anybody. I'm just. Right, I'm actually right. just telling people about this. I think yeah. we've got over 50 people to this one guy, Dr. Vince Desaya, who's here mm -hmm. in Newport area. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Dr. Vince. Uh, Hi, Dr. He's, Vince. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other functional medicine doctors and chiropractors and people all across America and around the world that are doing food sensitivity, food intolerance, uh, food allergy testing. Mm -hmm. And when people get off these things, because everybody wants to look like, let's say, like you, right? All these women that want to be want to be pretty and want to be fit, well, and they're struggling with their weight. Well, one of the things they don't realize is what they're eating, right. even though they know that diets and nutrition and blah blah blah. But it could be watermelon. What they're putting in their body. It could be mm -hmm. broccoli. It could mm -hmm. be cauliflower that their body's creating inflammation, inflammatory reaction right. in their body. And we've done, you know, we had one guy that was that owned a bank. We got him off corn. He lost like 30 pounds in like literally one month. That's crazy. And imagine like how many people's lives are and the energy people get and the way they look and the way they feel. And mm -hmm. again, body first. Body right? first. Body, right? then being, then balance and business. Well, what you put in your body, I mean, it, it, it gives you the energy. It, it makes you feel light or heavy or down or it's, it's huge. And there's so many foods that you think are good for you. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, um, I, I eat a lot of cashews because I think, you know, they're easy snack, right? Yeah. So, so in between patients, because I don't have time, I'm not sitting at a desk and I'm not sort of don't have the luxury of, you know, snacking and drinking mm -hmm. or whatever water when I'm working. So I'm running between patients. So I always leave, you know, like almonds and cashews and things like that in my office. And I run in, I have a little bit and I run to the next room or whatnot. But little did I know, I mean, cashews are inflammatory. They're really bad for you. Um, the skin on, you know, almonds is really bad for you. Even cucumbers, which you think you're eating great, and cucumbers are great, but the seeds in the cucumbers mm. are not are not good for you. So I, I have this um, a, a friend who's a, a doctor, and um, he got diabetes, and so oh, wow. he started researching. Really, like he didn't want to be on medication, and so he started researching deep into diet, like how to change, you know, diabetes and overcome it with just diet. And so he did it on his own and he researched all these things and it turns out like all these things are bad for you and you know, like almonds, you, you have to peel the skin and things like that or cucumbers have the seeds in them or anything that have, like eggplant. I make a lot of eggplant. Did you know eggplants are bad? I mean, I just, know. and that's where so, the food sensitivity testing right. to find out how your body reacts. Yeah. Because your body's gonna react different from your husband's and your right. kids even. Exactly. So some of those foods may not react or cause problems. For someone. And defining what is bad and right. what rules. Because my dad, so give you a background, my dad was a chiropractor, mm -hmm. uh, neurologist, internal medicine, and clinical nutritionist. Right. So he became all these doctors because he had his, his problems. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the reason I'm so passionate about it because A, it affects me, two, it really affected him. He grew up his whole right. life and that's why he was so passionate because yeah. he grew up sick. And oh. he grew up with all these problems. So he built this whole hippie clinic mm. with and people with like lupus and cancer oh, wow. and doing these deep detoxes that like literally rid their bodies of these diseases, disease, right? And his clinics were amazing. And I mean, literally when he passed away, like we found these binders full of letters, like this thick. Remember the old mm. binders that were like the circle round? Right. He had literally like like all these binders filled with letters from patients. Like that were, there were all these people saying, thank you doctor, you know, for helping me out. Thank you, Dr. Bill, for helping me out. And he was just this hippie doctor. 
He wasn't a great marketer, wasn't a great business person, never made a lot of money, gave tons of services away for free, but he impacted so many lives because of what he learned. And Mm -hmm. he was using lasers back in the 80s. He was doing detox treatments and having people saying, hey, just make a veggie drink back in the 80s. Now people wait, you know, here in Newport Beach, like 30 minutes and we'll pay 20 bucks for a little green drink here. A little tiny, yeah. Where back then it wasn't popular. It was bacon, it was eggs, it was beer, it was soda. It was like all this crap that people ate all the time. And the level of awareness wasn't there yet. And so one of the fascinating things he would always say is, you know, you, you never know which nutritional program is going to work for which person. You have to test it because they didn't have all the testing quite back then. Mm-hmm. He even built a whole lab in our garage oh, at one wow. point to do his own urine analysis because oh, they didn't amazing. have some of the things. Mm-hmm. And he was super genius level, right? And the joke when I was a kid in junior high, I was like, don't drink the apple juice at Troy's house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but he you was brilliant. You don't know what's in it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, this right. like, he would do pee samples and test things oh and build goodness. this whole lab. Yeah. Because they didn't have like the level of sophistication they do today. Of course. They didn't have all the DNA testing. They didn't have all the, things were just being created. I mean, this is yeah. almost 50 years ago now, 45 years ago or something when he was really kind of diving into all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so I would suggest for people to go get your food allergy test, your food sensitivity, your food intolerance, there's all these different levels of testing because you're trying to find the, if you want. And the question is this, right? Do people really want to live in peak performance? Do they want to live their best life? Do they want to have their, their best relationship? Do they want to be the best parent? Do they want to be the best entrepreneur? Do they want to have the best body? Like what level of success do you want in your life and what are you willing to invest in yourself to go and get that and bring that into your world? Right. And I don't think a lot of people, they get money and then they don't think about reinvesting into, into themselves, themselves yeah. over and over and it never ends. And the more you make, the more I think you should try to go and invest in yourself and go get these tests, go invest with a mentor, go find people that can help you scale your company or help you think through where you want yeah. your life to go or sign up for a Joe Dispenza or Something, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Tony Robbins, just keep going because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it opens up new possibilities where you, again, clear the mud away and you see these amazing things like, who can I become? And you get to really discover your true north in the process. That's true. Wow. So That's so deep. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, but speaking of food allergies, yeah, and I, f- I feel like as you get older, you start to have more too. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna say how old I am, but. Um, <laughs> I got you beat, don't worry. <laughs> um, but I have noticed as I'm getting older, well, first of all, I can't, I can't eat a lot. I have to eat in smaller portions, right? So, you know, eating a lot too is very bad for you, but also certain foods are starting to bother me that didn't bother me before. And I think, you know, I'm probably gonna go get that, you know, allergy testing for sure. Cause I'd like to know, cause I'm, I'm constantly complaining. Like, oh my God, this gives me a stomach ache. That bothers yeah. me. This, I don't feel good today or I feel bloated or. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very eye opening. Especially the bloating opening. for women. Oh, it's huge. Like a lot of people, oh, it's just hormones, blah, blah, blah. Well, mm, the foods are the gonna food be that huge impacting. And, oh, I, and yeah. I, I promise you, Oh yeah. you see these lists, you're gonna be so depressed too. Like yes. I couldn't do red or white wine anymore. I was like, oh, this is oh, horrible. Like it's just crazy, that, right? That, that's hard. Yeah. And, and, and in America, that's pretty easy to get these tests. Mexico, not so much. So right, right. Fascinating. So, are you enjoying living in Mexico? Are you having fun? It's been a blast. We, like, go, we gotta come visit you. 
want to so do another Cancun trip where the should. sun is shining. Though. We'll take you guys not out when it's <laughs> to fun places. A <laughs> lot of people come visit. Like you guys should come with the kids. Yeah, we'd love that. There's so many cool parks to go. I met I met, I met the kids at the uh-huh. conference. Yeah. There's there's I don't know if you guys have been to all the Excaret parks. No. Well, we only did Mayakoba. Okay. And um, it was Christmas, five days, oh. and literally the sun was shining for about 24 hours, and it rained, and so we were kind of we didn't get to do much or see much. So. There is these amazing parks, and the kids will yeah. love it. Like I think it's a pretty fun. We would love. And then to we do can that. take you guys of like fun places. There's yeah. just these amazing things yeah. to do. Like there's yeah. all these rivers and and lakes, and then these like cenotes, cenotes all over the place, and these. I mean, one of this place, you can actually float down this river in a place called Bacalar. It's like these seven blue colors of water wow. in, in South Quintana Roo, which is one of the most beautiful places, like rent a house in the water and go wakeboarding or just go on a boat trip or go kayaking or paddle boarding in the morning. I mean, there's That's just, amazing. it's like a giant playground down there, I think right now. And the weather is basically 85 degrees year round. You don't so get it's that not much t- rain? Uh, you get rain, but yeah. it's not even like, like Florida, you get rain every day. All the time. There you get rain, you know, when it rains, it rains, and then it's not like raining every single day. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it's more it's more of an even keeled, and the world is moving there, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. All these people from Latin America, especially during COVID, it was open, so it was fun. So it was one of those growth areas in the world where the architecture, I don't know if you've seen some of the houses, some of the condos, some of the apartments. Yeah, we didn't. It's just cool looking. It's just a different, it's not, it's not going to be the level of Orange County. Right. You're not going to have like all these stores and all this. So it's different. You got to be yeah, okay with kind of going to shop at Costco. You got to be okay <laughs> with shopping at, you have extreme luxury brands and then it's not, you know, it's, right. there's some things that are just difficult but to get. But that what makes it different. I mean, you don't want to move from Orange County it's to fun. another Orange County. It's then just fun. It, the world will all be the same. And, and then, it won't be so, exciting. So we've been using that as a base to go jump and travel. So we did Thailand two months last year. We did Turkey for a month. We did Spain, then France, and then back to Spain again. So we did about another month or so and a half of that. like, And just really trying to maximize this time. Like yeah. trying to seize that the world is now... There was a book that this guy wrote called The World is Flat by Thomas Friedman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, but you gotta send me all these books. So. It was an old, old book, amazing. but he described that there would there would no longer be countries in power, just one giant area, kind mm-hmm. of the economies, right? He said there would be cities or different areas where economies would grow. And I think we're there now with the internet, with everything that's happening. Like, I mean, when we went over, the internet was even better in Thailand than it is here, I felt oh, like, wow. <laughs> like a lot of places. And it was just, you can choose where you want to go live anymore. And I think that's kind of the interesting thing. You're going to go to the country with the belief systems, the religion, the culture, Mm -hmm. the people that you'd like. And I think the world is now, and I'm hoping that this TikTok generation is finally the generation that will see, oh, we are all the same. We are, we can love each other no matter what religion or what belief system. And they're the ones that hopefully will finally change things. I hope so. Oh, you get me so emotional. Oh my gosh, you're, you're so passionate and that's what I love about you. You're amazing. So um, I, I'm, I'm out of words now. So, <laughs> But um, well, I'm, I'm really happy to have you on. This Thank has you. been an amazing podcast and um, I'm so glad. I, I, I remember meeting you outside in the hallway and I was like, hey, I have a podcast and I want to bring you on. And how does June 1st sound? And you were like, I'll fly out and I'll be there, and you did. Um, And um, I'm really honored to have you here, and I'm honored that you came all the way. Um, And I'm excited, you know, 
to have you on the podcast and all the things that you do and you help so many people. Um, tell me a little bit, of how can people get hold of you if they need, you know, if they want to look you up and stuff, what's, what's your guys' website and what's the best way? I know you're not the best Instagram person. <laughs> so, so I do have Instagram. Well, okay, I know at, you do. At I, Hoffman I, Troy. Okay. H-O-F-F-M-A-N-T-R-O-Y. Yes. And I'm getting better. You're not good at answering no. your DMs. That's what well, I'm I, I, I stopped. I, I did an analysis of myself where it's oh like I'm gosh. on there. I was literally on there like eight to 12 hours a week. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I limit myself to that on the app. Yeah. On your Apple phone, you can limit yourself to 15 so minutes a day. <laughs> so I don't look at anything. That's, that's like I need to do that. Because well, otherwise, I sit there and scroll. My Instagram's amazing. Yeah. I see private chats. Yeah. I see two places all over Italy. That's I see my, my friends. Instagram I see all these motivational is, yeah. quotes. I love my Instagram. Yeah. So I would sit there forever and just scroll in between meetings. Like I'm wasting so much of my week. I got to get it's, off this. It's it was crazy. like an addiction. It was an addiction. It is an addiction. I mean, once you get on it and you're scrolling <laughs> and you so see bad. all these things that you love seeing, and I yes. probably follow a lot of the people you do because I have motivation. Yeah, stuff, lifestyle, and I'm yes. like, oh yeah, yeah, manifesting, yes. manifesting, yes. right? <laughs> Red, like comment, yes, yeah, way comment, to go, yes, high five. Let's like, go. Um, but you back. can get lost in it sometimes, yes. and you have to put. And we were talking about that yesterday in my office with one of my staff members, and because um, it is a lot of work too, you know, being on Insta and all of that stuff. But you have to limit it. You have to say, okay, I'm going to spend from eight to nine a.m. or whatever it is, you know, one hour a day, and that's it. Otherwise, yes. you get lost in it and you're just on your phone all day long. So It's so easy to waste time now. So easy. So easy. Well, I'm going to tag you and I'll let people know how Thank to you. find you. You're amazing um, you. and very inspiring. And um, are you speaking anywhere anytime soon? Any any lectures coming up? Is there any cool... thing in Orlando. I think we're doing... Uh, some small events uh -huh. with like helping like really private entrepreneur groups. Yeah. Like that's the kind of the neat thing about living down there in Cancun. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of like little masterminds that friends have. Yeah. We'll go down there and work with them. Great. And like working with these like little groups. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's what I love. I love going deep with entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and helping them really figure out what do they want? Why do they want it? Where are they going and how do we go get it? Well, I, I need to call you. I need to come to OC and yeah do a little group session for us. Yes. So, Well, thank you for being here. You. You're amazing. Um, and again, I'm honored and such a good podcast. And thank you. You're great. Right. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you.